Hello, and welcome back to Unlocking Education Podcast. This is episode two, and I am joined by one of my former students from Stadium High School, class of 2020, TJ Farman. And uh, TJ is joining us today to kind of talk about his experience, you know, graduating high school through the pandemic and what his plan and his path um, was and where he's at now and how he got there. And that there are alternative paths that you can take and that education can look different other than just doing that four-year collegiate route. So TJ, thanks for joining me today. Welcome to the Unlocking Education podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So I'm going to say this, and for the listeners that maybe were part of other graduating classes, I apologize. I love you all very dearly. But there is something about the class of 2020 that had my heart, or my one heart, so had my heart. (laughs) Um, And I don't know what it is about your graduating class. I don't know if it was that summer program that we did together and how close-knit we ended up getting. I don't know if it was a pandemic. But there was something about your class and and you guys in that program that made me have a deeper connection. Um, So I'm really happy that you are joining me today because you represent part of that class. Um, And we've seen each other recently. Where did I see? Where did I see you last? Uh, We connected at uh, the charting our future uh, event that was at the Tacoma Convention Center. And um, I was out there working for Graduate Tacoma, uh, filming the event. And I was like, is that Michaela? That's Michaela. And I was like, I think, I think it was May 4th. And you might have had some Star Wars gear on or something I, like that. Absolutely. I was like, I don't so, know. This is like a professional conference. But people know that I'm a pretty casual person. My students yeah. are a casual person. I go to these events. And I'm like, it is May 4th. This is yeah, like, like Star Wars Day. I'm not rolling up, not in some Star Wars spirit jersey action. So you, you had to. I mean, it was only right. You see, I, I mean, not all the audio listeners can see, but I have a Star Wars poster behind me right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, big Star Wars fans over here. But yeah, no, it was awesome to run into you. Um, it was great just to get connected. At, we kind of not, not necessarily lost touch, but, you know, just in the craze of the pandemic, everyone kind of went their own ways. So it was good to come back and get connected. And here we are now. Absolutely. So speaking about the pandemic and the fact that you were a part of that class of 2020, the pandemic hit and we all know officially kind of thing shut down March 2020. You guys only had a few weeks left before graduation and you guys were supposed to walk the stage at the Tacoma Dome and that didn't happen. And you had your plans in Central and potentially being a pilot and all these other things mm-hmm. that your mind of the route you wanted to go. But can you kind of walk our listeners through where you were at in your headspace, what your plan was for after graduation from high school and how you got to where you're at now and enlighten them on what you're officially doing for work? All right. Uh, so right now I am a business owner. I own my own business, uh, TJ Farm Visuals LLC. Uh, when I and after high school, I kind of started going on my own path and trying to be a videographer, and um, that kind of led me to eventually making an Instagram profile, TJ Farm Visuals. That's where that kind of all first started, um, and now I'm doing that. But uh, looking back for, at high school, my plans were totally different, and you know that. Um, I initially, always since I was a kid, I had an interest in aviation, and I always thought like fighter pilots were so cool when I was growing up. And um, so I had interest in potentially becoming a pilot. And uh, I took a discovery flight 
um, in Eastern Washington where my mom lives. So they have a big flight uh, school over there. And I loved it. It was really fun. I mean, you're one-on-one with a flight instructor and like a little Cessna and you're way up there. And I don't know, it was just really awesome. And you get to control the plane. Like, it's crazy. You would think, why would you let me control the plane? Like, who are you? I'm just, I could be a crazy person that just walked in here. But uh, um, no, so that was cool. And I really, really did intend on being uh, a pilot and Central had a good flight school. And um, so that was kind of my path. I uh, was enrolled in Central. I had pretty sure I picked out my classes and everything. Um, I had a dorm. I had a dorm. I was staying in a dorm with a buddy of mine from Stadium, uh, Dylan Schuler, who was also part of the program. And um, so we had pretty much our whole plan and it just kind of got a wrench thrown in it. And uh, so, you know, COVID hit, like you said, March. Um, we didn't really do anything else for the rest of the year because it was just kind of up in the air and we were, you know, almost pretty much done with high school. Uh, and so from there, I kind of just, uh, was at home just like the rest of us and trying to think about my plan. And that's when they told us like, Hey, you can come to school if you want, but you can't have a roommate. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're not going to go to class. You're going to stay in your dorm and do online school. And for me, it was like, uh, school's a big financial like decision. If you're, if you're deciding you're going to like be locked in for a while, you know, you have to be confident in that decision. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it was just reassessing, like, what is this really going to do for me? And do I necessarily want to be, do I want to be on campus, especially like, was it worth it? Cause you know, going on campus, you're having to set up the cost for your meal plans, uh, your housing, all that stuff. You need all that covered. So even if you're not going to class, you're still paying the fees of essentially being a college student on campus, but you're not really a college student because you're yeah. left in your dorm. So um, that was a little complicated. And so I ended up doing online for uh, two quarters. It's quarters at Central, right? I think quarters or maybe some. I, think so. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do it, but... I think it's quarter base at Central. I should know that off the back of my head. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, semesters for sure. And UW is for sure quarters. And I just. Yeah. But um, I, so I did two quarters up there. It was fall and winter quarter of my freshman year. um, And it, it honestly wasn't too bad. It was just a difference. You know, um, hate to say this, but us seniors in class of 2020, we really didn't have to do that much work once mm-hmm. uh, school ended because we were kind of essentially to the point where like we had already started our second semester classes like we're we've been there for like a month already so I looked down I had great grades by the time we ended and it just kind of carried over and that was perfect but um yeah it was weird going back to school you know it had been a long time it was like an extended summer you know um so it was weird but going back I I did I did I felt comfortable for my first quarter or so and then kind of towards that second quarter things kind of started getting a little bit more rough yeah so what would you say? So were you actually on campus? Were you living in the dorms and like doing your online classes in the dorm? Or did you do the online classes from home? Yeah, so I never actually went to center or never actually went to campus. I mean, I tour campus, but I mean, I was still living in Tacoma. Uh, I was living with my dad at the time and then eventually moved in with my girlfriend. But um, it was yeah, it was craziness just being still at home, but being a college student, it, it was a weird, it was a weird experience for sure. 
And you know, from summer program that that was never supposed to be how that experience felt. Like, you know, touring the different universities and the schools and kind of getting the vibe of what that was supposed to feel like. We know that when a college campus is completely open for students to go to classes, to do the meal plans, to hang out, the social life, all of that, it looked very different than the experience that you had, like, you signed up for that experience and that was the experience you were getting. What was the moment that second quarter for you that made you determine, like, this ain't it like this it doesn't feel right for me right now what was it so there was um there was one week and and i had been procrastinating a little bit uh i didn't have the right things i needed for an assignment it was like a big essay or uh kind of report of some sort and turned out uh that i didn't actually have the book that i was supposed to have and i somehow had been getting through class like not needing that book. Cause I think it was like a book that was like, uh, supposed to be like, we don't cover this in class, but this is where you're going to get your material from when mm-hmm. you're doing your own stuff. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to like three, four days, like probably like two to three, let's be real before the assignments due. And I'm like, I'd been sick that week too. And I realized I don't have the book it books like a hundred bucks. And it's like two days out. It's a huge book. I'm like, this is not going to work. And I just remember having like, like a, freaking or panic attack and I was like freaking out and I was calling my mom and she was you know she was she can do as much as she can but she was in eastern Washington and this was like my first big boy kind of thing you know and um so I think from there I I went on and I finished that whole quarter I finished it out and um but I think that moment was when I was like yeah I don't know if this online stuff is for me were you working at the same time of doing your online classes or were you just full-time student powering through it? Uh, so for a while I was doing like little uh, regular minimal, I call them regular jobs, but in my terms of thinking, I'm thinking video jobs and uh, like normal jobs that you would do. But so I did a couple like little minimum wage jobs. Like I worked at a golf course and mm-hmm. uh, little small things like that. It was all, also a little bit hard because it was a pandemic still. So there wasn't a lot of uh, places open. Um, so it was mostly just a student. Okay. Just a student. And so I kind of, I know that you kind of shared with me that your love for doing video work kind of, did that start in high school? Yes, it did. Uh, Mr. Cruz class in the ba- first floor basement. Um, he runs Tiger News, which is the stadium high school uh, school news show that gets played on YouTube every day for all the uh, homerooms. And, uh, yeah, so I took that class. I was kind of a late bloomer to it. Cause I know a lot of kids do it like all the way through and they'll make like, they will be, you know, a freshman coming in then they learn the programs and they're part of the news cycle and the news team. So I was a little bit of a late bloomer into the class. My first class was, um, senior year, but, uh, I mean, I had a great time and it was the first time I ever got to like hands-on with a camera, got to, we had a bunch of projects that we would do, um, me and my buddy, Brandon Boyd, who also had that class with me, he was a year younger than me, but we would uh, just, you know, I think certain kids liked it, but certain kids were in there just because it's a class. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, it was like, we actually had a passion to like, try to create and learn what we were doing. Um, so we had a great time in there. And um, one day I knew I wanted to shoot sports because if, if you know me for the listeners out there, I'm a crazy like sports mm-hmm. guy, play sports all the way through. 
obviously sports wasn't really an option for the next stage, but I still love it. So um, I wanted to record sports and I know I had seen some people that record sports and I'd done like some little edits on my computer for fun. And so I asked Mr. Cruz, uh, I said, can I take this camera to the stadium versus Lincoln basketball game? And because um, I didn't play basketball my senior year. And he he said, yeah, for sure. And I remember after that game, it was like, it, it like clicked like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I definitely want to do this for sure. So. Did you have a vision for yourself like when you were in high school? Because your mindset, I mean, and you're continuing to develop and grow and you're in your early 20s now at this point. Like, but did you ever think in high school that you were going to take a class that would carry on with what you learned in that space to now help you as a working professional? Yeah, I really wouldn't have seen it coming. I mean, I honestly don't think I even took the class with the intentions of like getting into it as much as I did. I think I, it was more of something like this class sounds fun. I know people have a great time working and doing fun stuff with cameras. And I knew I had a little bit of interest. Um, so I just, I mean, I just took it. And uh, I think it was like the thing of like, when you know you want, you're supposed to do something or you want to do something, like you'll know. And in that moment, I was like, yeah, I think this would be a great option. And I, I honestly didn't know that it would take me to, where I'm at now, which is being full time supporting myself off doing that. But it's it's just definitely crazy to look back. How did you get to this point? Like what was there a breakthrough moment with an opportunity? Who were your connections? How important is the networking component to get to where you and what kind of education background, whatever you needed to do to learn how to do what you're doing? Was there a mentor? Was there a support system? What does that look like for you? Um, for me, it was a lot of YouTube. Uh, it's just trial and error too. Sometimes I like to say trial and error was more of a teacher than YouTube was in in and of itself because it's just learning. When I was first starting out, I was just trying stuff, and I really didn't know the components of it, like what I needed to do or the camera components or everything like that. And but I was just doing it because I knew I had an idea of what I wanted to create, so I would just try to create it and. Um, so anything that I didn't know, obviously YouTube was like a big, just how to, how to do this and how to do that. And, um, but I had a couple, uh, cool opportunities that popped up for me early on. And then I just kind of kept following them and then just kept like kind of coming together and snowballing, I guess you could say, uh, and got to the point where I am now. I like that you bring up YouTube and in the first episode, you know, Najee, Briscoe, who's at WSU, he's running his own business um, mm -hmm. while he's a full-time student as well. And he goes, yeah, to get like all what I needed, health department-wise, all that stuff, like I just Googled it. Yeah, and it's I mean... like free education is at your fingertips, people. Like whether you're yep. going to get a degree or a two-year or a tech school or a cert program or whatever, it can also just be free if you're somebody that's like, yeah, I want to start my own business. Mm -hmm. Let's check out YouTube. Let's figure out how to do this thing that I actually am passionate about. Let's find out. Mm -hmm. People will put stuff on there and you can just access it anytime you want. So the internet's yep. a powerful tool for education. Um, you said that you it is your own business. So what steps did you have to take and did it feel hard to set up that your own business? Yeah, I think it, it definitely felt really scary for me. Um, so before I got to setting up my own business, I was working as an employee for a, a company. And that's how I kind of got my start. And I had a great time. I had great opportunities. I met great people, 
got to do so many amazing things. Um, but it just got to the point where it was like, okay, I want to put, I didn't necessarily know I wanted to be a business owner, but I knew I kind of wanted to work for myself and like just be in charge of what I create. You know, it felt good to help work hard to build someone else's business and build their brand. But like at some point I wanted to like make that switch over and build my own brand. And so making that switch was probably like one of the hardest things because it's like anyone that's done it, they know it's not easy to give up a consistent paycheck that is hitting your account every month that you know is going to cover your expenses, whether that's gas, rent, food, whatever you know, whatever you need, you know, is going to be there at a certain date. So it's like, I have to throw that away to potentially get more. So it's more like just betting on yourself. And I think mm -hmm. that's like, I think it, it took me longer than it should have to finally get gain the, uh, the, the courage to do it. But I think once I did it, uh, it definitely paid off for the better. And just, I think that's the main thing. It's just like, believe in yourself, bet on yourself, because you never know where it could take you. And you don't want to be, you don't want to look back and be like, well, man, I could have, I could have, could have, should have, would have for all this <laughs> stuff, but I was just too worried about this and that, or, you know what I mean? What are some of those roadblocks that would have come up that you decided, like, I'm just going to push beyond those barriers? Like, yeah, it feels scary, but obviously financials and having a consistent paycheck would be one of them. But was there mm -hmm. anything else? Was it like, what are people going to think about the work that I'm putting out? Like, what was, what was the, the self-talk through that sound like? Um, I think the self-talk was, uh, it was just, like I said, just trying to like convince myself, like you can do it. Um, because, you know, even since high school, like I've struggled with the, like, if you feed into what people are saying about you or like what they think about you or what they think you can accomplish, like at some point, if you just keep listening to it, it's going to take a toll on your head and you're going to switch and it, you'll be like, like, you might not feel like it, but subconsciously you're going to start to believe in your, that. Yeah. Like I can't do this. They might be right. Um, so I think it was, I think the only thing that helped me get through that was having the experiences in high school or having the experiences growing up where it's like, I've already experienced this. I'm now 21 years old. At some point it's got to stop and I've got to start believing in myself and trusting in myself and taking that chance because I've already seen what's happened in my past and I've seen it all play out and I've seen how my confidence or my you know, my ability has taken its hold because I did subconsciously start to believe everything that people were saying. Um, so I think it's just believing in yourself and just telling yourself, like, I am capable of doing this and I and I will do this. And there may be roadblocks, but it's just like you just got to kind of put your head down a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think you I think I also worried a lot about like what people would think or like burning bridges with different people. Um, which is, it's hard whenever, you, you know, I didn't really expect to be a business, I guess you would call me a businessman, right? But really? I didn't really expect to be like that so soon. And I think I didn't really understand the harshness of it in some aspects. Mm -hmm. And like, just that everyone's out for themselves, which is what you have to do. That's the only way you can survive is to look out for yourself. But sometimes people won't mind to like cross you or do something like that just to, you know, keep themselves good. So I think you just learn the nuances of business and the nuances of um, 
how things go in a professional world. And you have to kind of gauge that for sure. I like that you bring that up, like about the crossing and the relationships and everybody's kind of out there for themselves. Now, we know that there's people out there that are kind and thoughtful and care about Mm -hmm. how people, other people are doing. But for the students that are currently in high school, Mm -hmm. that are seniors and they're applying to the same places that their best friends are applying to and they all have the same plan and they want to do this and that. I'm not saying that people are going to be crossing you in that whole process, but there's a different kind of peer pressure and so like social pressure in high school where you do care about where you go. Is it a place that has like, is it a UW Seattle and you got in and other people didn't like, I guess my question for you is how have your relationships from high school either changed or stayed the same? And that just comes like, how has that looked for you post high school? Do those yeah, definitely and what how you maintain them then does it have an impact on what you're doing now? For sure. Um, well, I think that knowing your circle, like uh, like everyone says, you know, you got to know who's your your main circle and who's actually going to be uh, around to last. I know that I would say for any high school people, don't don't let anyone have any sort of impact into your decision at all into what you do in life, whether that be going to college, whether that be going to a trade school or, you know, starting your own business, like don't, don't base that at all on uh, other people, because I feel like at the end of the day, you learn after high school real quick that like, and I don't say this in a bad way, but no one cares. No, like, you know what I mean? I I, literally no one cares. (laughs) No one cares about what you're this sounds harsh for everyone listening i apologize for the harshness but really no one cares because we're all trying to do what we need to do to survive at the end of the day so it's like whatever you know like if they want to do that if they want to go if your friends want to go here and you want to do this but you don't feel like losing them well hopefully they can see the bigger picture here and that you know if they really truly are supporting you they're going to support what you want to do so uh yeah, I think don't base anything you do off any type of peer pressure or anyone, what anyone says, just do you trust your gut, you know? It's really hard to, especially in high school, to not kind of cancel out all of the voices that are trying to tell you what the right move is, what the wrong move is, what you should do, what you should do. And I I really am proud of you for getting yourself to this place where you're doing something that you've been passionate about and you're only getting better at your art at the work that you're doing um do you think that that requires a different level of just being of self-confidence or being assured in who you are as an individual outside of every other person around you like how have your family supported you through you making a decision to do your own business like what does that look like have there been people that have doubted your decision making and how have you moved beyond that Definitely. I think, um, I think if you have the family resources, lean on them heavy because they are the people that no matter what happens, like you can mess up a million times, or at least in my case, I feel like I could mess up a million times and I would still have the people in my family and my inner circle that are trying to have the best things happen to me and look out for me. So I think it's really 
trust in those people and just dive into your your love and appreciation for them because they are the ones that are going to always look out for you. Um, a big person in just this whole process for me has been my grandma. Uh, she at, in her past, she worked as like a bookkeeper and accountant. And so she knows all the ins and outs of like running a business. And I don't think I would have had the confidence to make that step and create my own business if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she's just, she teaches me a lot of the stuff that they don't really teach you in school, you know? And I think, I guess you could learn that stuff sometimes in college, but um, just the ins and outs of like how to invoice someone or, you know, if I'm going to do a job for someone track my miles so I can write that off. And like just certain small little things that I would have never even thought of as a 21 year old man that's starting his own business. So um, definitely leave on, lean on your family, uh, lean on anyone that you know is looking for the best outcome for you, 100%. And what about the people that aren't as supportive? What do you do with those people? I think you just, uh, my thing is I, I just kill them with kindness. You know, uh, my grandma, my grandparent, my grandma and my dad, they always say like, I know when I first was starting and dealing with some of the the roadblocks and the rough parts of business relationships and being an employee and stuff like that. Uh, I was very emotional because I'm, I have sometimes have some anger stuff, but uh, anger, I get very angry, very quick and irritable. So I uh, would react out of emotion. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned that does the exact opposite that you want it to do. Mm -hmm. So um, just learning to just, you know, kill people with kindness, you know, that it may bother you, whatever it can bother you but that's on your own time don't let them don't let them know just kill them kindness thank you thank you i'm so like you know just kill them kindness that's it absolutely i like that you said that it does the opposite of what you're wanting it to do or wanting it to convey Mm -hmm. um so that's an area it sounds like that you've grown and you've worked on that over the last probably a few years um Yeah. yeah so with all of this, I just want to say to those that are listening, the reason I wanted to have TJ come on the podcast, number one, I'm extremely proud of where he's at now and what he's doing. It's been really cool to kind of get a glimpse into his world on his social medias and seeing the work he's doing. It's incredible. Um, but also, I want you all to know that college is a great option and sometimes it doesn't pan out. And sometimes there's really good alternative paths that you can still earn. Um, an income and, and find success and ways to keep yourself afloat and to thrive in life. And so to not be afraid to seek out those other paths that you might be passionate about and to remember that although there's going to be many voices around you telling you potentially which path is the best to listen to your gut, to surround yourself with good people who are going to love and support you through that process and to find good mentorship of people that have been there and done that before you. And it could be family members. It could be people in the community. It could be somebody like me at a school that could be an advisor or a mentor or a counselor. Um, but to lean into that. And so to not feel like you're less than if you're not doing everything that you're seeing everybody else around you doing because society has expectations. And society likes to make us think that there's a traditional way of doing things. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not successful. So, um, TJ, before I let you go 
for this episode and this podcast, I just want to know if you were to give the current senior class any words of advice, any words of TJ wisdom, what would those words be? Um, I think that one thing that people should remember, um, and I'll, I'll give you an example of how this happened for me was, uh, I remember growing up, it was like, yeah, I'm not going to be just a regular person that just gets their check every, every month and pays their bills. And, you know, I, I'm going to be, you know, different. I'm going to be at this level. I'm going to be, I'm going to be rich or I'm going to be famous. And it's like, I think whenever you don't get that in which 99% of us aren't going to get that, we're going to be just average people. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we're all meant to be. But it's like, I think don't, you got to like, you got to, if you can understand that early and figure mm-hmm. out, okay, I might not have everything that I dream and desire, but I'm going to figure out how to get to somewhere where I feel comfortable. I feel like I can have a good life. I can, you know, provide for myself or whatever it may be that you're doing. Just like accept that and like, just find your path. You know, don't, don't try to be someone that you don't, that you're not going to be. Um, just really look at yourself in the mirror because, uh, at the end of the day, you don't want to be, you know, I've heard the stories, people go to law school or doctor school and, or med school, excuse me. And, uh, that it's not what they end up being. So it's really just like, listen to your gut. Like I said before, mm-hmm. um, fo- follow your passion, follow your drive, your desires, and just trust it, you know? And know that it's okay. That if the original plan doesn't pan out, it doesn't mean that there isn't another plan in store. So Definitely. Your truth, your story, your experiences today with me on Unlocking Education. I'm happy to have you. Thank you for joining. Of course. Thank you.